This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. This is Janine, host of the Olive Magazine podcast. You are listening to episode one of a special series of five podcasts we put together to help our listeners during this lockdown period. In this episode, I chat to Olive's deputy food editor, Adam, about simple breads to make at home, from flatbread to easy and fun yeasted breads. And there's also lots of recommendations for great recipes to try too. Hi, Adam. Welcome to this little episode all about bread. Hi, Janine. Hi. Um, We're obviously um, doing these podcasts as a reaction to a lot of... um, stuff we've had asked to us on social um on our website on instagram when one of the main things people are asking for with all that flour that they've been buying is um how to make easy bread um so Mm -hmm. we thought today we just go through a few different recipes a few different methods keep it really simple so hopefully by the Mm -hmm. end of this you can go off and make something to go with your tea tonight or to have your breakfast tomorrow morning okay yeah so let's Definitely. let's start with one of the easiest ones that I know, which I made a, a recipe for this week, um, which mm-hmm. is soda bread. Now, what do we need for yeah. that? Um, really, you need plain flour, um, bicarb, and uh, buttermilk. But you know, if that's hard to find. You can there's a, other like replacements you can use. You can use like um, a little bit of thin down yogurt or kefir. Um, but basically, what that does is react with the bicarb um, and gives you your rising agent. Basically, okay. So so we we don't need. This is a, a bread that we don't need yeast for. No, absolutely not. It's just you basically your yeah. It's just your most basic loaf yeah. you can make. Um, and what I discovered the other night when I was doing it because I, I was being a bit, I, I did actually have buttermilk, but I was being a bit perverse, which was to um yeah, yeah, to try definitely. and make it without buttermilk. And as you said, um, you can use other things. One thing you can do is you can take milk and then add a tablespoon of um. So say it's it, the ratio is about 250 mils of milk 
and then to one tablespoon of acid, which is either um, lemon juice or white wine vinegar. You want a neutral vinegar um, and you leave it for five minutes. And then when you taste it after five minutes, it, it actually tastes kind of like yogurty buttermilk. So it's really good. So I use that. And then with our flours, I think I used a mix of plain and wholemeal, but actually you can just use plain flour, can't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah, just use wholemeal, uh, just use plain soy, um, or like introduce a little bit of wholemeal if you want it a bit nuttier. Yeah. I don't, you can't use, can you, I was wondering about that because I have got a big bag of wholemeal. Um, mm-hmm. If you use all wholemeal, would that be too heavy? Yeah, it might be a little bit too dense. I mean, you could, but it would definitely come out a little bit flatter than you yeah. might uh, be expecting because basically all the little bran bits in the oh, wholemeal flour bran. basically make it, yeah, make it heavier effectively. So basically yeah. it stops the rising um, as much. It like, stunts it a bit. So it's a nice choice if you've got, if you want to get a, like a, a bit of a like more roughage and more kind of like a thingy loaf, but you don't. And then on to um, some other breads. What, what else can we make without yeast? Um, so you can basically make uh, you can make like really cool flatbreads. I know you do. You've got a really good recipe for for yogurt flatbreads, which is which is almost like a really similar idea. Except you're um, instead of doing like a freeform loaf, you're going to basically mold it into little thin flatbreads and then cook them in a pan, um, which is like super easy. Again, all you need is self-raising flour. Um, or plain flour with some baking powder, um, a bit of natural yogurt, and then I, th- I think you do put dill in yours. I have got a recipe on the yeah on the website for yogurt flatbreads, and that's got dill in it. But you absolutely don't need to put dill in it. I mean, it would work. It works without it perfectly. Yeah. The nice yeah, thing absolutely. about doing that though is the um, you just need a really nice hot pan, and then yeah, you know, oil oil the bread, not the pan. Put the bread mm-hmm. in the pan, and then you can kind of see the top starting to bubble up and starting to get like lovely and puffy. And then you flip it over; it's so quick yeah. as well. Because yeah. because again, the good thing about non-yeast bread is the proving time. So you mm-hmm. want to you want a little bit of time for that um, baking powder to start acting and become mm. you know raise the bread. But you certainly don't need anything more than twenty or thirty minutes, as opposed no. to yeast bread where you will you know you need a good hour in a nice little warm place for it to start start going but yeah yeah i think i think that's the beauty of it is that you don't even really need that much planning you can just be like oh let's make some flatbreads to go to dinner and you know like while you you can you know you can whip them up in in half an hour yeah and what about things like um i think we did you say we had a a good naan recipe too yeah so again um similar to um those like the sort of flatbread recipe but you use um milk um and a little bit of sugar and then some baking powder and again plain flour not anything special and then um yeah you just you 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 need it a little bit to build up a little bit of gluten to make it a bit bit doughy and a bit strong and then um put them on a on a baking sheet and grill them and then you can brush them with butter sprinkle them with sesame seeds make them and then yeah they get like really gnarly underneath the grill and like all like charred and bubbly and what's the like what is the difference between say plain flour and bread flour because so many of these flatbreads use seem to favor plain flour what 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 different qualities are we getting using the different flours so really at its most basic uh bread flour is just uh the same it'll be the same type of wheat milled to exactly the same sort of fineness um but in the mill they'll do like a little test and bread flour has more protein in it which basically basically means that it will form more gluten um which is what you want for like like built, making sourdough or yeasted bread when you really want to build that gluten because that's the real big st- structure that you want you know that's like the, the building blocks um 
And so that's 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 sort of what you need for more like yeasted breads. But for non-yeasted, um, you don't really need that strong gluten. In fact, that probably will make your flatbreads a bit tough, yeah. if anything. Yeah, so yeah, then. Yeah. Just using that plain flour means that you're keeping that really soft, um, sort of short texture that you get with flatbreads that make them easy to break and pull apart. And yeah. so, when, so, so with the bread flour, what you're getting is like is it the chew that kind of like spring, isn't it? Really, whereas yeah, with the, the plain flour, it's more like cakey sort of texture. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that's why you use plain flour in cakes because you want that sort of finer, cakier texture. Yeah. Let's let's talk about some. Um, some easy yeasted um breads for the for people who have managed to get yeast i mean when we talk about mm-hmm. yeast i would say i would 99 percent of the time be using those packets which are brilliant of um active dried yeast where you don't even have to like you don't have to put it in warm water yeah. first and make it go foamy you just literally chuck it in the the um the bowl with everything else yeah yeah they're literally just ready to go it's just dehydrated yeast and so when you add it to the dough um and mix it with everything else it just it just brings it back to life really it's just been been put to sleep basically yeah so so tell us about some breads that um that we can that we can make quite easily with with the yeast and i I guess we're moving on to bread flour now aren't we yeah yeah because of the use of yeast you probably i mean you can still make uh, yeasted breads with plain flour but you might not get again you might not get the same results that you would get with with strong um but i think probably the the most simple that you can make is like a focaccia because it's um you sort of make your dough with uh you put some nice olive oil in it strong bread flour and the yeast and then um some warm water to you sort of mix it to a dough um leave it to prove but then the, the, instead of like free forming a loaf or anything you kind of squish it into a tray and then you give it another really nice proof and then bake it like that so it's kind of it's like a really forgiving dough it's and it's um it's a great one with kids as well i'd say yeah and you can say t- when you like just before you finish it you can drench it with loads more olive oil and garlic and rosemary and really yeah it's yeah. quite an indulgent bread isn't it it is it is one of the ones you can really like lap put lashings of oil on which is why i like it and I think with all of these, because I, I was looking up, like a lot of them start with the same basics. So if you've got strong bread flour, you need about, for each half a kilo, 500 grams, you need one of those little seven gram sachets of yeast, just a standard yeast packet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then depending on what you're making, for example, for your focaccia, or we were going to talk about pizza, you would add a mm-hmm. bit extra olive oil to the to the um to the dough just to give it that kind of extra elasticity and kind of um and and then you'd be kneading it and rolling it out in a different way but i mean but basically if you've got 500 grams of bread flour and a packet of yeast you can do so many different things with this tell us about tell us about the pizza because you had quite a nice um method for the pizza didn't you yeah so um i basically it's, it's maybe a little bit more complicated but i'm basically I've just written a pizza recipe where you sort of you feed the yeast um the night before and make something called a poolish um so you mix it with a little bit of flour and water. Com- we're talking about easy I, bread I, know, I know i know i know but I can't, I can't help myself i really can't i just it has to it has to be complicated but what i have to say is you get the best results so if you want the best pizza um yeah you make something called a poolish and then you basically make your dough the next day with that um and yeah so you really want to build up uh, gluten um the next day when you make the dough you really want to give it a really good knead um and add that olive oil um to give it the elastic elasticity that's a hard word to say um yeah then you're really just pr- like proving it like you would uh, like any other yeast dough and then you um 
basically like yeah a couple of hours till it's doubled in size and then you'll put it into your little balls like 200 gram balls or 250 gram balls and let it prove again but then this is the secret is that you you cook them in a frying pan which may, may sound crazy but basically what, you, you yeah you cook the pizza in in the frying pan um so basically you get a pizza you get a frying pan really really hot um and then roll it out using you know pushing it squeezing it again like a really good um, thing to do with kids so then pop it into the pan and then you put all your toppings on in the pan while it's sort of getting crispy and then you put it under the grill and um yeah it's, it, it sort of turns out really bubbly and, and nice you get the, get really good results I mean, I actually did that the other week with my niece and mm-hmm. we didn't use the fancy. <laughs> no, no, overnight. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. But what I would say, and you've you've hit on quite a nice idea there, is you could make your basic 500 grams packet of yeast, a couple of tablespoons of olive oil, knead, mm-hmm. bring together, and then you can actually make that the night before, put that in the fridge, yeah. and then the next day take it out, um, say like an hour before lunch, and then that mm-hmm. that has actually had a super slow kind of proof as well, hasn't it? So, yeah, 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 exactly. So it's it, it's a, it's a simpler version of what what you just talked about, but actually yeah. works works pretty well in terms of like convenience and um and you know like people who you're not going to not everyone's going to want to get up in the morning and make bread and wait for it to to prove and everything. So that's quite a nice way of doing it as well. But these are yeah, all kind yeah. of you know the the good thing about bread, and I know you're an ex baker, is it is a great place to start experimenting with stuff absolutely and i think i think that's why so many people have t- taken all the flour is because actually when you have when you well we seem to have a little bit more time it is one that's one thing that people seem to like doing it's really tactile you get your hands on the dough you know you watch it grow you know it's 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 something that's like multi-sensory i think that sounds that sounds a bit pretentious but it, it is <laughs> you you highlighted as well one thing that i absolutely love that we've got on our website which is um which is a, like an old-fashioned sticky buns recipe mm. um and it's i was going to ask you about this actually because i was looking at it and um that that's a yeasted dough but they actually add a bit of plain flour to that as well as that to get that kind of cakey bun texture yeah exactly so particularly if you're doing like sweet yeasted breads um uh yeah they do tend to use sort of like a a half and half uh mix of of plain and gluten and again it is that is that like cakey texture you know like any sort of iced finger that you that you've eaten in the past is like it is a yeasted dough but it's not like big holes and you know big texture it's all like quite fine cakey but still really really light really springy really spongy um yeah and it keeps it basically like that instead of being this giant hold monster thing yeah (laughs) and what's nice about that is it it that sweet dough made into little buns or made into finger rolls or whatever Mm -hmm. you can then fill it with cream or jam or put whatever icing you want on top and actually things like that because they're small rolls it doesn't matter you you can get kids coming to help you make them because it doesn't matter if they're kind of misformed or whatever we're not opening a cake shop here some of us might be after this (laughs) yeah yeah, some people actually might be um but it's a re again it's kind of a really nice forgiving thing to do and you can just decorate however you want i think we've got um ours have got blood orange icing on but obviously you could just put jam in and just have like glacé icing on there and just make yeah. a proper old sticky bun yeah um, just some icing ice sugar and lemon juice bang yeah that's it that's all you one, need one um one recipe i did want to talk about because i think it's so much fun and this is another like kids family recipe is um is the monkey bread um mm. 
and you can take it two ways actually you can make a kind you can you can make a sweet dough um you make like a basic dough and you um uh, divide it into like lots and lots of tiny little like sort of walnut sized balls of dough and then for a sweet one you would toss that in butter and cinnamon mm. and then pile it up the classic way mm. to do it is like a bunt tin that's been brushed with tons of butter but nice. um, you could also just put it in like a cake tin or a loaf tin if you had one um, and yeah, you yeah. kind of you think it, it's like magic you think like there's no way this is going to work um so you're like piling in all of your little balls of dough and then when you bake it in the oven and turn it out you can just pull the bits of dough apart because the butter kind of keeps them all separate it actually looks like mm. a giant i don't know why it's called monkey bread someone can tell us it looks yeah, like a big sure brain someone... it looks like a brain because <laughs> yeah. it's got all of these little separate <laughs> sections but then um but then you can also do a savory version which we've got online which i think is called um savory cheesy monkey bread just search monkey bread um where each dough ball you shove a bit of cheese in the middle of it mm. and then you toss it in butter and herbs and garlic and do the same thing and it is absolutely Lush. amazing yeah i think there's even a little sort of um tomato sauce you make on the, on yeah, the like dip. dip to go yeah. oh, so it's like yeah. garlicky cheesy pizza bread it's kind of like but what ultimate, you get yeah dough ball scenario yeah going on. but you get it's all like it's all really crispy on the outside where it's been in contact with the pan isn't it as well so it gets exactly, like really crunchy yeah. and crispy on the outside but really soft and unctuous in the middle mm. yeah yeah so lo loads of ideas there for people to to go and um but do go and have a look on the website um if you search soda bread non bread yogurt flatbread focaccia pizza they're all there lots yeah. of different variations i think we've got like mm -hmm. soda bread with turmeric and um, spring onion. I've just done yeah. a, a cheddar soda bread again, works really well. You can just keep adding your different flavorings, different spices, you know, so lots, lots of things there to experiment with. But, um, and also I think further on down the line, Adam, me and you are going to have a chat, a proper step-by-step -step chat on how to do, um, your favorite sourdough. Cause you become a bit mm. of an expert at it, but, but we're going to yes. go, we're going to go deep. We're going to go, go like, deep. <laughs> good. It's going to be step by step. That's good because so, there's no other there's no other way to tackle it. You have no, to. Well, and you can get as complex as you want on that one, all yeah. right? I'll, I'll allow okay, that. Right. I'll allow it. Okay. This is simple. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting today, Adam. Nah, pleasure, Janine. See you soon. See you later. You've been listening to a special lockdown episode of the Olive Magazine podcast. Our regular weekly podcast returns on Friday, April the 17th, so do listen out for that. In the meantime, you can find loads of brilliant recipes and helpful advice at our website, olivemagazine.com. And if you're finding it difficult to get your monthly mag, why not become a temporary subscriber? You'll get the next three copies of Olive Magazine delivered to your door for a single payment of £12.50, saving 15% off the usual shop price and with free delivery. There's no obligation to continue after the three months either. To take advantage, go to buysubscriptions.com forward slash allpod3. That's O-L-P-O-D-3. 